welcome in to Potty Podcast Cinema. I am Dan, with me as always is Andy, and we're back uh, December 7th and looking to do some stuff. So, I'm, I'm a little bit behind because now that Thanksgiving is over, Laura and I start doing uh, Christmas movie watching. We gotta kind of do the gauntlet of all the different Christmas movies. We've only made it through Home Alone so far uh, yesterday while we are kind of decorating and putting up stuff. But she was also out of town, so I didn't get to finish Wednesday. Uh, we got all but the finale of that. Didn't get to, get to finish Peripheral. Got all but the finale of that. Um, not caught up on the new Mythic Quest. Not caught up on the new Tulsa King. Very far behind on White Lotus just because I can't get myself to keep watching it. But I have watched a few <laughs> other things. So, Andy, let's get into it. So, everything but the finale... We started watching Wednesday, and we cannot stop watching. Like, it is so hard to not binge this show. It's such a fun show. It's it should, it it's perfect for like every audience. Like, yeah. I think it sounds really cheesy, but it's like the the scary is not too scary for kids. You know, the the mystery is fun, and it's and like the 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 romantic parts of it are all very YA, but like the humor is very adult. Like there's yeah. plenty of adult humor in it that is absolutely hilarious and dark and twisted. And it's a blast. And yeah, I mean, we, we, we binged, you got, you got pretty far ahead of me. Um, but then, uh, we actually had like a free night or two and I and my family, we just, we just binged it and we killed it. And it was delightful. It was it's now, by the way, the third most watched Netflix series of all time. Rightfully so. It's it's so good. Of all time. It's like that a, didn't take long. It's like a spooky <laughs> Harry Potter. And the way it's done, yeah. like who done Don't it. Don't say kooky. No, <laughs> go to your room. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's got YA elements. Like the two boys that she's like, do I like him? Do I like him? That It's, it's very YA. They're meh. But Jenna Ortega's Wednesday Adams is knocking it out of the park. Uh, Emma Myers, who plays her roommate Enid, is really great. Uh, Joy Sunday, who plays Bianca, has been good. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie is just fantastic. Uh, mm. I like, I love Ricky Lindholm and everything. I like how they have Christina Ricci back in this. The original, well, not the original, the nineties. Yeah, uh, the nineties one. Yeah, there. but uh, and I like who you and I are still floored was not Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I really thought I remember that being Tim Burton. It seems like uh, it should be. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, uh, everybody individually has been amazing. Um, but Jenna Ortega, I mean, it all stemmed from her being able to nail this part. Like, I, yeah. I, I always like to look at the side characters more than the main character, but she just nailed it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you've. Uh, kept up with the latest trends but uh the wednesday adams dance is now one of like the biggest <laughs> like, is it really things in the world yeah everybody's like posting their wednesday dance <laughs> so, uh, trying to like recreate that, that so apparently she with... choreographed that yes that was all her and and she had covid while she filmed that <laughs> oh wow and she didn't know it yeah she said she felt worse than she's ever felt and she she got a uh, uh a test that morning but they filmed the scene while they were waiting for the results. Oh my god! And uh, so yeah, half of the dead in her eyes in that dance was because she <laughs> she was in the throes of of a really bad COVID uh, uh, deal. Yeah, and she's like, I felt like a train hit me. <laughs> she's like, but yeah, she choreographed it, and oh my god, like I don't think I've laughed that hard 
in the longest time. Like, my, my daughter's out there, like, trying to recreate it. My son's like, what is happening? And I'm on the couch just dying laughing. Like, it was the best dance. Like, it was such a Wednesday thing to, to do. And, uh, yeah. But don't forget the parents, too. The parents. Oh, uh, yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia and Luis Guzman, uh, former alumni of uh, Greendale Community College, are yeah. is Gomez Adams. I love that. Oh, and Fester! Yeah. Oh man, we got Fester and it's Fred Armisen, and it was so great. Okay, I wasn't sure if you saw that. Yes. I didn't want to say anything. Yes, uh, yeah. That was the life. Don't eat the beast. Don't eat the beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so glorious. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly, God, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I really didn't. I saw that he was going to play Fester, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> but, it, and, but it's Fred Armisen. So I'm never, I'm like, I'm never disappointed to see Fred Armisen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, he picks some weird things to do sometimes that end up not being great, but he's always phenomenal in them. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's kind like of a weird dude, one. though. He's kind of, a, he's kind of out there. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, that's true. But uh, you know what? Oh man, this is. Uh, it was just. It's one of the. I don't want to say unexpected because I was very much looking forward to it the second I saw the trailer. So I don't want to say it was so unexpected, but I don't think I had any idea I'd like it this much. Like I thought I would chuckle here and there and it would kind of remind me of the Adams family movies from the nineties with that kind of humor. But I don't think I realized how many lines that were hilarious. They're so good. And they're so like, deadpan. You miss hilarious. a few. Yeah, yeah, no, you you nailed. Yeah, they absolutely are. That that's the that's the beauty of Wednesday. They're so. I mean, I'd rather gouge out my eyes with needles. You know what? I'll probably do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Under a breath, and you know, like barely hear it. Oh, it's just so great. Uh, yeah, it's the, the the other characters were not. It wasn't so YA that it took you out of it because it was so cheesy. You were like, no, that makes sense. She she is a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> like these kinds of like drama does happen. Like, yeah, it would actually be weirder if it wasn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, also, yeah. Quick shout out to Victor Dorabantu. Uh, he's a magician who plays Thing, and you're not. It's amazing how much like you care for this just a hand. Uh, with thing, but my like favorite character. Yeah, yeah, but like when something bad happens, you're like, oh no! Like it's like, like all right, calm <laughs> down. Thing. It's yeah, yeah, it's a it's a hand in a, in a YA TV show. Calm down. And but no, it's I, yeah, he's so great. Like there's so much expressiveness in a hand. It's he needs to get best nominated for best supporting actor. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I want to see how they show that on the award show. Yeah, <laughs> some dude walks up there. Everyone's like, who is this? Yeah. And they just show his hand, and they're like, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> thing yeah no i it's he's like the most uh it's like how you can't kill a dog in a movie or or everyone will turn on you like do not mess with thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that's everybody's favorite pet yeah no it's um yeah no this has been so it's been so good so the one of the writers and show creators uh alfred go and this is the show creator for you know this wednesday and not the original also uh, wrote Spider-Man 2, Shanghai Noon, I Am Number 4, which I thought I Am Number 4 was not bad. It was slow, but it had potential. Um, also, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, it, it had it, it could have been better. Uh, also mm-hmm. did, created and wrote Into the Badlands, which I enjoyed thoroughly. You did not. Uh, I, no, I liked Into the Badlands. Okay. Oh, I thought you said you didn't yeah. care for it. All right. No, I liked it. I liked it. You also wrote yeah, Lethal Weapon great. 4. How about that? 
And Time Cop. Oh, oh whoa. All right. This is, a, this is a dude right here. You brought him back because I was very annoyed at the things you were bringing up as if they were good at first. And then now you've, you've swung back ever since <laughs> into the bad I'm just so, letting I mean, you know what first, he's written. Your first three, I was about to burn this dude at the stake and decide if maybe I didn't like Wednesday. I didn't realize it. And then, and then you turn it around. <laughs> he, he also did uh, The Mummy 3. <laughs> what are you trying to do here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you Shanghai knighted me, and then and then got this. Apparently, oh. it's a writing duo, uh, and his partner is Miles Millar, and they also yeah. did Herbie Fully Loaded. I think it's Alex Goff, too, isn't it? Uh, uh, you might be right. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Alex Goff. Yeah, they do a lot of things together. Yeah, I... I saw that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, can't, I mean, I cannot wait for season two. I, yeah. I would say my only worry would be that Tim Burton's not going to do season two. We'll see. Well, how but, much did I mean? He directed a few episodes, but oh, is it, so you think he was standing? Well, I mean, he created it, but you're right. It could be like how a lot of these directors and producers, you know, start a series, but then they kind of back off once it's up and running. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, as long as the writing duo's there, I guess it's fine. Because, uh, yeah, everything's already created and cast and everything. So, you're right. It may not be. The, you talked me off a ledge. It yeah. may not be the end of the world. Yeah, Tim Burton, only, just, he directed four of the episodes. James Marshall and Ganja Montiero directed two well, of them. That's half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's half. That's, yeah, half that's by the way, really good math. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you thank you that was i'm good at fast math uh but uh yeah no he uh tim burton just feels like the kind of guy that's like the second he sees the reviews and everybody loves it he's like oh well i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like, like i'm gonna go do something else creative so once, once it becomes cool it's like, no longer cool yeah it's yeah. A, 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 a true golf person yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh people like it then i hate it yeah <laughs> and now i'm gonna come out against it <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i feared when i saw saw it i was like oh man i have I have a weird feeling tim burton's gonna not it may, maybe a season two that or he'll do a season two but it'll take four years yeah. you know what i mean and then it's gonna like drive everyone nuts that, that was my fear so i think i think we're good and i think you talked me off a ledge if golf and millar stay then we're good I so I haven't seen the finale, but so far, like it's set out. Our biggest thing is when we score something. Did it set out to complete what it meant to be? And I feel like this very much has. Again, haven't seen the finale. Plan on seeing it tonight. Um, but I think I would give this like a nine and a half. I mean, there is some YA stuff just because it's not really that part's not meant for me, as you said. It's this is kind of for everybody. Yeah, you can't judge on that though. Yeah, that's fair. Uh... That's fair. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, that's what we always say. Like, we always get pissed off when somebody judges sci-fi that's not for them. And it's like... That's true. Can't really judge the YA if it's not for us. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I give it a 10. I, yeah. I don't know what I can take off for. Yeah. Like, I really... Like, I started thinking, like, okay, where where did it fail me a little bit? And I wish this was a little better. I I can't really find it. Yeah, uh, I can't Especially... Find it. And I have seen the finale. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was solid. Yeah. It was fun. I, uh... I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, you're <laughs> probably right. It probably does deserve a 10. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I would have to. It's it's really good. So IMDb gave it an 8.5, which is a 9.5. Um, yeah. And then, all right, I'm going to give you both the scores for Rotten Tomatoes. You tell me which is audience and which is critic. So uh, <laughs> okay. just randomly, 87 and 72. Oh, my God. Right? Uh, yeah. 
what? 72 has to be critics. It is, yeah. Yeah, there is. What a bunch of stupid critics. Yeah. Yeah, That's ridiculous. 72. Yeah, it makes that's just I never go by the critics. Ridiculous. Like if I'm using Rotten Tomatoes, if I decide to to use that as a reference um before saying something, which I I try not to really I, I always go with the critics. audience cuz the critics just don't. The, the critics are usually way off, especially on something like this it seems like the critics would actually enjoy too. Yeah, you know, for me like the only time the critics uh, I'll somewhat believe them if is if it's like somewhat of an indie movie or a, or a, or a type of movie that I already know fans are going to download party the hell yeah. out of it. And then, you know what I mean? It's not for them or lead characters, gay or, you know, something yeah, or where Muslim or yeah, something like or that. Muslim yeah. or a woman or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that, yeah. People, people suck is what we're trying yeah. to say. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, then yeah, but sometimes I'll look at the critics, but I mean, you kind of got to look at it as a whole, you know what I yeah. mean? You kind of step back at it before, but you know, my thing nowadays is like, I, I think we're good enough. At, we can, I, I, I mean, I know I feel like I'm almost always right with my gut feeling from a trailer. Like I can, if, if the trailer's good, you can kind of get the tone, you know what I mean? And, and you, and your gut feelings, right? Like, I mean, the Sony movies, like I always see the trailer. I'm like, look stupid. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's some good effects. They they cared about the style of the character, but but the they they left out like all of the plot in the trailer. You know why? Because yeah. they don't have one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, or it's a dumb one. And like I feel like when I watch the trailers, like I can pretty much get an idea if this is the type of show that's gonna that's gonna make me want to see it or, or or whatever. And like Wednesday, I know I was very excited about. So. Yeah. I gotta trust the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah the the because when we first talked about it, when we saw it was coming, I was like, I don't know if I need this. And then you see the who all's in it, I'm like that's ah, pretty good. And then you see the trailer, like, God, that's pretty solid. And then yeah, it turned yeah. out it, it was dynamite. Uh, let's move on to the peripheral. Again, I haven't seen the finale of this one. I will try and get to it this week, um, but that's the only one I'm off. So it's and it's been a minute. This one is this one was. It's a lot like Westworld in that it's great, um, but it's so. There's times I'm like, "Am I? Is this confusing, or am I just an idiot?" And I, it's confusing. Yeah, it's very confusing. And the finale doesn't get better on that aspect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be on. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you anything about it. At yeah. All. The the yeah the 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 biggest gripe I I saw from anything was just, huh. Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, it, it's it's too Westworld. It's going too far into the into the weeds of like, wait, hold on, let me rewind. Okay, start over. All yeah. right, let me, <laughs> let's go through the science of this again. All right, hold on. Um, all right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I mean, the the action is a blast. Yeah. Like the the twists and the thriller side of it are a blast. The the cinematography, the characters, the depth of the characters, the actors themselves doing it, all of it has been great. But yeah, but. The sciencey bit, occasionally, it's like you're trying to be a little too proud of yourself here. You're trying to go too far into the into the weed. Like we don't need all this. Like, am I wrong? Like, yeah, no. I, it's I, almost like they don't want to be at like an like it's too close to another movie or show, so they're trying to go too far past it, so they're yeah. they get like in trouble for like ripping it off and doing something original. But, yeah, some of it seems needlessly uh, convoluted. Um, yeah. I feel like there's easier ways to go about it, but it's almost like the stylistically, it, they they go out of their way to make it difficult. Um, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy are the showners of this one, just like 
Westworld. So it yeah. has a very Westworld feel to it. But I still like yeah. it. Like I still enjoy this. I again no, I haven't I, seen the finale, too. but I very much enjoyed it. I, I'm sure I'll see the season two when that comes out in two years because this has got a, the production hell on this has got to be ridiculous. Totally agree. The, the amount of yeah CGI and stuff that's involved. Or I totally agree with you. I, I I would I would almost put money that the soonest we get this is like January February 2024. Yeah. There's no way there's season two comes out in 2023. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, all right, I'm going to do this. So IMDb gives us an 8.0, which is about a 9.0, which I think is what I would give it, just because of the, wow. the convoluted nature. Uh, I'm going to give you two high. scores again, and you let me know. Um, 77 and 87. 77's critics. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I don't want to tell you my score because I've seen the finale. Okay. And I don't want that to judge. You That's know, fair. That's fair. So I'll let you go, and then uh, well, you've said it. You watch the finale first, and we'll score it. Okay. Because I'm interested in having a conversation after you've seen it. Okay. Yep. All right, that works. Um, let's move on to another one I am not caught up on, but have loved, and that's Tulsa King. I don't know if we talked about Tulsa the the most recent episode of Tulsa King uh, last week because it comes out on. Yeah, we probably did, but. I don't Remind even... me what all happens because I don't want to mix it up with the most recent one that you haven't seen. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because it's been like oh it's yeah been a week and a half since I've seen it. Yeah. He he uh, he goes after the uh, the the wallet that he found, and and hunting down the wallet. Uh, found. Yeah, I remember somebody had shot uh, shot at him while he was doing a driver's. Oh test. yeah, yeah. That was the last episode and... I saw. Yeah, and then he goes trying to figure out who it was, and uh, you see—I wish I could remember the dude's name, uh, <laughs> uh, the character—but the guy who's clearly looks like he's in like witness protection or whatever that lives in Tulsa. Um, you know, yeah. he hired the guy to shoot to shoot at him. Uh, he's trying to hunt that guy down, basically, and, and figure out who it is. And we know who it is, but he ends up on that guy's ranch, and he talks to Dana Delaney. Um and things like that. So do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And then okay, okay. I think that was you were a little last... too quiet, and I was worried I spoiled. Something. No, I was trying to take everything in. Um, and then I think he and Andrea Savage hooked up. Yes, they did. They okay. hooked back up again because yeah. she came and like tipped him off or something. Yeah. Oh, also something happened where she came to see him. There's uh, Richie Coster plays the like white supremacist guy. And they're, the Andrew Savage is there. They're having that shootout. They're trying to talk him out of there. He's got all those bombs. And yeah. the white supremacist guy comes up. He's like, nah, just just kill yourself. They're going to have you surrounded. And so he does. So we got introduced yeah. to that guy, which is yep. going to be interesting. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was good. And, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. She kind of goes to uh, Sly Stallone's, like, uh, just a rough day at work. Like, tells him what she did. And he's like, I do yeah, they hooked back up. That's right. That's right. So that that started that. We got to see uh, his driver. What's his driver's name? I haven't learned all the names by heart yet. Dice <laughs> uh, Tyson. Was it? Yeah. Played by Jay Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> whatever. Whatever it is. Uh, we got Tyson. to see yeah. his. Uh, we, yeah, his dad. We got to see his dad. Um, and see who he is, or maybe we'd seen him before. We'd seen him once before when he first gets the job and he's washing the car, and his dad is not yeah, thrilled about him taking the job. 
yeah, Michael Beach. He is one of my favorite actors, <laughs> character actors that, yeah. you know, that can pop up in something and the, and lends like instant credibility to me. I don't know. I've always been a fan of that guy. Yeah, he was in the Shield. He was in Sons of Anarchy a little Who bit. Who is he in he the was, Shield? Yeah, he was in the Shield. I'm trying to remember. He it was a long time ago. He was a he he wasn't a cop. I think he was had something to do with the One Niners. Like an OG or something oh, from really? not, okay. yeah from the One Niners because that's why he's also in the uh, Sons of Anarchy as as one of the One Niners yeah uh, and then um, he was in Mayor of Kingstown um, okay and yeah and then he's, there's a he's new... Manta's father in Aquaman yeah as you say yeah I was about to say that yeah he's and he did a great job in a in a very short scene yeah you know what I mean but he's yeah I I like that guy a lot so yeah it was uh so he yeah. Anyway, so we get to meet him. Um, yeah, I mean that's about all I can say for now. <laughs> I don't I don't want to spoil anything, but it set up some cool things. Some of the things have paid off. Some of the things are getting set up further. Um, but I think I mentioned this before, but I really like the slow, methodical way he's putting his team together, and that and that the the show is setting up to build him up as as the Tulsa King. I mean, right as of right now, he's just a Tulsa dude. <laughs> visiting and yeah. they're setting up the king status slowly over time, and I, I love that because it's it's too easy to 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 speed that up and, yeah. and go a little too fast and be like, well, hold on, he's got like an army now. Like, yeah. what happened? Like, no. you, you know, that's what the first yeah. season I feel like is going to be is he's going to set up his he's going to set up his his crew, and then there's going to be some main yeah. bad that's in the town, and there's going to be a big battle, and you realize, okay. These two are going after each other the rest of the season. I think that's what's going to happen is we're going to find the big bad and uh, go from there. I, I, it's this is it's such a it's not a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. No, it's just becoming a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, it seemed like it was more of a guilty because it's like ah, it's kind of cheesy, it's kind of fun, but it's just kind of fun. I just enjoy it. It is gaining steam like no other too. Oh it's yeah, becoming one of the most watched series, new series ever. Yeah, it is, and it's doing it on a network that nobody has yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, yeah. is I it mean, on hulu was, or is it just on paramount i think it's just on paramount i i think uh yeah i'm i you know what i need to find out but i'm pretty sure it's just on paramount it streams and then it, it's on the paramount network after yellowstone okay so a lot of people it's driving a lot of people to that and 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 it's also drawing from the yellowstone audience yeah which um, is which, i which believe in their last admittedly season did help it yeah but and, and admitting oh is it yeah i believe the season five is to, uh yellowstone's last season oh, so uh right. yeah they're kind of handing it off to this which man great way to hand off the baton yeah because it's it's working out really well and then that you know 1929 is also starting yeah uh, here pretty soon which within a Eighty-year-old actors. Yeah, but, uh, I and I didn't like what was the other other one, eighteen twenty-three or whatever that you guys. People liked, liked it. I I had to I had to bail on it. I, you, I gave it no, longer. Than you you did. gave me so much crap because I was like, I don't I, I don't like it. I loved you, it. You gave me so much crap, and I, I just couldn't do it. I, I loved it from from the the first four episodes were amazing. I think they were great cinema, uh, cinema worthy like episodes. I thought they were. Uh, dark. It was. It was interesting. Uh, the character development was was great. All that loved it all. The problem was it just it it never let up from being ultra depressing. Uh, and I don't know that it didn't change towards the end of the season because I couldn't. After I, I think I actually made it five episodes. 
And at the end of the fifth, I was like, well, this is almost like the Negan episode, you know, of Walking Dead, where it's just like, we're just going to just destroy people just to destroy you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and ultra, it's almost uh, almost like torture porn, you know? And I mean, that's what it felt like. I was just like, well, okay, is anything good ever, ever going to happen to anyone without you immediately taking it away from them the same episode? Like, yeah. I just... It was I, I didn't like that aspect of it, but but the acting and all that other stuff, I was fine with that. I, yeah, I liked it. I just you know I wish I could have gotten. It stopped me from being able to invest in him as a character because it's like you taught me and trained me that if I start to like someone, you're going to take it away the same episode. Yeah, so I have I have nothing to enjoy and want to see them grow more the next episode. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my great. So, yeah, yeah um, I get that. But Tulsi King. Is like Mayor Kingstown, which, by the way, has season two coming out. Uh, no, I don't think it's Mayor Kingstown. It's very different. Mayor Kingstown is way more serious, um, whereas this has got a little bit. This has got a lot more levity to it. I mean, I like them both. I think equally, but for very different reasons. I, I think what I meant by that is you can tell it's the same. I can tell it's the same. Yeah. showrunner. Yeah, and and it's doing equal it's doing just as good a job of setting up a world and making me care about the characters you know which which like we said that 18 whatever did not do yeah it did not make me care, care about the characters this one as good is as good to me as mayor kingstown was with where i'm like god i'm like i'm starting to understand this whole world by the end of season one you know yeah and, and tulsa kings is doing that also it's spoon feeding me <laughs> little by little like what it's like in Tulsa and what the different areas are and what the you know CB industries like and then the growers I'm learning about you know distributors these <laughs> whippet salespeople or whatever like all this different stuff and and starting to understand things so yeah I, I really like the development and it's Terrence Winter by the way did we talk about that who's From Terrence Winter? who's Terrence yeah, Winter uh, it's it's the so, so uh, Taylor Sheridan wrote this, yeah. but then he handed it off to Terrence Winter, who was the showrunner of Boardwalk Empire. You know what? Um, that makes what a that's a solid move to do because you you're doing a gangster movie. Go get someone who's got gangster like gangster show experience. Yeah, yeah, and, and good one, <laughs> yeah. and a good one too. I mean, not just a half-assed movie. I mean, he understood character. He understood the development and the behind the scenes of these gangsters and the complexity. And yeah, absolutely. I, I thought this was plus also, I mean, let's admit, let's face it. Uh, Taylor Sheridan's bandwidth has to be at like nothing. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's or at capacity, I should yeah. say uh, he's got so much going on that he needs to focus on that. It makes sense. He's almost becoming the James Patterson of, of Paramount. Yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> I'm going to start a whole bunch of scripts and come up with ideas and flush out the characters and then give it to you. Yeah. And then I'm going to do it over here with this and then give it to you. Hey, man, and that, then... <laughs> that seems like the dream. I mean, that's kind of what everyone would want to do, isn't it? Because you don't, you instead of getting bogged down in the nitty gritty, you're like, I've got a great idea for a show. And then also, it's not really ruined for you because you're like, I want these things to happen, but you can still watch it and enjoy it. A absolutely. I mean, J.J. Abrams kind of did the opposite where. In in the in a role where he would find scripts and things that were pitched by people who cared about him, and when he liked something a lot, he'd say, "Okay, here's the money to fund you to to get it done." Um, whereas Taylor Sheridan's like, "I trust my vision, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna get it started, do the rough draft, get the characters all set, and then hand it off because." Because the hard part is now done. I mean, almost like we just talked about Tim Burton and Wednesday. Like, like I said, you're right. Tim Burton can kind of walk away now, 
because the world's built, the, the actors are cast, we've known that it works, and we've got a, a template of, of kind of what we hope for from it, right? So yeah. um, he's kind of doing the same thing. So it, it's it's obviously working. Also, so Terrence Winter, I'm going to give you some of the things that he's written that are kind of all over the place. So um, he created and wrote Boardwalk Empire. He also do it, did Sister Sister with the... Uh, Tia and Tamara Lowry, where they're the the they're twins oh, really? that were separated. Yeah, so he also All did right. that. All right, I'm gonna keep on going. Um, he did. He wrote and was a producer on The Sopranos. He also did Get oh, Rich yeah, or yeah, Die Trying. Okay. All right. Uh, he wrote The Wolf of Wall Street. Also, Diagnosis Murder. Who's murder? Diagnosis Murder with Dick Van Dyke back in like the late '90s. Do you okay. not remember that? It was like, it was like, uh, I don't. Oh, it was like, uh, he's, Dick Van Dyke was a doctor, and there's a, it's like an Angela Lansbury or something like the, you know, one of those. Murder, that, murder he wrote? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it had him and the guy, the, one of the stars from Airwolf. Um, so, yeah, this guy's yeah, kind of been, he's been around forever. I loved Airwolf when I was a kid. This guy's <laughs> been around forever, but uh, has done some things. So, yeah, that's interesting. No, I love Tulsa King. I'm going to give you the same test as before. I'm going to give you two numbers. You let me know which is critic and which is audience. All right. Yeah. 76 and 85. Oh, 76 it has to be critic. You're absolutely right. You were on a roll today. Um, yeah, yeah. They're going to hate this show. Yeah. IDV gives it an 8.4, <laughs> like, admit... which is a 9.4 in the, in the real world. And I don't know how it's not. Like, yeah, I would I... give it a 9.4 because there is a cheesy aspect to it. So I'll take a few shades off, but it's still, I mean, as soon as a new episode comes out, it's one of the first things that's on our list. Like, when Lauren and I, like, like, all right, what do we have on the docket? We have all these shows. This is always one of the first ones. You know, I because I'm trying not to give anything away, and I won't. Uh, I'll say that the newest episode, to me, shows you what the show is going to really be about. Okay. Um, I think it really kind of defined itself on the most recent episode. Okay. Yeah, so I'll say that much. Okay. Good to know. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, so I, I was way back. I was like six behind on Let the Right One In. And with Lauren gone, I was like, okay, this yeah. is a show that she doesn't watch. I'll catch up on it. And I blew through like four episodes. So I think I am now, well, a new one just came out on, I think, Sunday. So I'm three episodes back. But I caught way up. I just got through where it was um, the kid's birthday. And... Uh, you're kind of celebrating oh, yeah. that. And then also uh, Claire Logan, uh, she's working to find a cure, but the only thing that she's able to isolate is to get rid of the, is to uh, get rid of the one pro of vampirism, which is the, it stalls the aging process. And yeah. so we're kind of at that point, and it seems like her and Nick Stahl are going to be buddies with benefits. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Uh, Eleanor has told... Uh, Isaiah that she is a vampire and they had a quick issue with it because Isaiah also found out that his dad is dead. Um, yeah. But they moved past that. And then Zeke, who is uh, David Bashir's friend and owns the restaurant, um, the Nick Stahl's right-hand man comes in to interrogate him by at gunpoint after kind of working his way in. They shoot him. Zeke shoots him and now is having to deal with that. And he kind of sees what David Bashir's life is like because David Bashir immediately is like, well, we can't let the body go to waste. So it starts draining the blood from him and then yeah. takes it to Eleanor. And Zeke sees Eleanor drink the blood. But Zeke is like, 
still keep going with it. He's like still kind of in on it. I'm like, dude, this is too much. You got to get yourself out. Or at this point, if you don't get yourself out, it's on you. It's on Damian Bashir for bringing you into it at that moment and asking you to take the blood back to Eleanor. But after that, he should have said, okay, this is my breaking point. You can continue working at the restaurant. You can't borrow my car because it led to a bag man showing up at my door mm-hmm. and holding me at gunpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. I've built up this amazing life for myself, and it's taken 10 years, and I can't let you... I, I, I give you a job. I'll give you all that stuff, but I can't let you bring me down. And he's not. He's getting more invested in it. And I don't... I, li- I loved the character Zeke up until that point, and I just like, what are you doing, man? You can't do this. Keep keep going. Yeah. You'll understand why later. Keep I going. feel like he but, might yeah. be. I feel like he might have been in love with Eleanor's mom. Uh, I I don't I don't want to say anything. Okay. Um, uh, but um, I don't think it's gonna go there. Okay. But um, but because uh, because then that would kind of ruin their friendship. I agree. Unless unless it was out of duty, out of guilt. Okay. But, uh, okay. I you know, I, I agree, but I was worried about that. Yeah, because I, I would have hated that, to be honest. And that's the only reason I don't feel bad. Because it's not spoiling. I'm just saying something hasn't happened yeah. yet. It's still good. It's still good. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to go there. But um, there is some there's some really – the next episode, I think, or maybe the one right after that, is one of my favorites. And I'm not even going to give you an idea about what it's about. But you got a really good one coming up in like t- one or two episodes that's uh, – that Thank God, because it's great. been – it is – been a slow like it has been a slog like it's kind of been a slow burn like there's been some good moments but there's been a lot of slow burn in the last like four episodes that i've been watching there have been i have still loved every bit of it like yeah i mean and i don't think that'll ever change just you know because the whole i mean that was the point of the movie the whole movie was a slow burn yeah on purpose because it's like it's kind of like better call saul in in the aspect of like we're going to, in painful detail, show you how we get this done. And we're going to then, in painful detail, show you how we do this part. Like, like every time you saw Mike in Better Call Saul, you loved it. But you yeah. knew he was going to be like, I'm going to copy the key to X. And it's going to take me 35 minutes of screen time to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to see the painful detail of how I do it. But you're still going to like it. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, But anyway, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I, I would say it gets faster. There's still some fast moments and things like that. Yeah. But as a whole, like, the movie was such a slow burn that I think the series will always be a slow burn to a degree. Okay. I mean, I still, yeah, I still enjoy it. It's just, it is very much a slow burn. And I feel like I was just, this was the valley that I really had to push through the most. And I feel like it's about to start stepping up. But that it was is. very much the valley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What would you give, what score would you give this show so far? And we, I think we have, I think there's a total of, there's 10 episodes in the season. So there's, if you are caught up, there's still the finale, which it'll be coming out December 11th. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It isn't the finale yet. Yay! Well, I don't know how it comes out either because it seems to be coming out about two to three days before it's supposed to every time. They got oh. uh, they drop they drop them early on uh, FX or whatever it is. Oh. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, it, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the finale. I mean, it's it's gonna be good. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be good. What it's score would you give it so far? Oh man, like I, 
Hmm. I, I think I'd have to give it like a like a like a nine point two. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> like I think I really like it. I think there's a little room for improvement, but I really really like it. Yeah. And it's very hard for me to like anything about kids. <laughs> I know, but and I have them. I just, but I she's just, such a good actress. Like the actress's name is Madison Taylor Baez, and she's so good yep. in this. Like, if you told me she, she just got some kind of disease where she's actually like a twenty-three-year-old trapped in like a kid's body, I'm like I would believe that because she's so adult. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, she's got the right. She can be a kid, play a kid when she needs to play a kid and innocent, and she can play adult when, and somebody who just needs to handle her business even if she doesn't want to and she has to. Yeah. And she just does a really good job of that. And and even Isaac is, he he's doing a good job of being a kid, yeah, <laughs> and a, a realistic kid. Isaiah, not yeah. Isaiah, thank you. Sorry, Isaiah. Uh, he could get really annoying really fast. Yeah. Like anytime you have a character that you think is. And, and I think it's from a viewer point of view and what you want. You see someone who's like, she's this badass that people don't realize is a badass, right? Like she's like the, the person that everyone's like, oh, don't mess with the little girl, right? And you're like, she's going to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> like, three, right? Like you kind of want to see it. But then when you have a character like Isaiah that, that is basically like pulling her down and pulling her back, as a viewer, you can get kind of pissed off at that character like stop holding her back <laughs> like i want to see her unleash but really that's just part of the narrative storytelling of it all but i think his character is, re- is still really good i think yeah. he's very believable i think he's he's not overly whiny he kind of dealt with finding out what she was in a way that you know he shouldn't be totally okay with that yeah <laughs> you know what i mean he should want to run tell his mom who is kind of a badass on her own yeah like he, he shouldn't be afraid you know but uh you know, so you don't know what he's going to do yet, but it's just he's done a really good job of, of handling the things that he's got to handle without being an obnoxious, whiny kid. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, he, he yeah. has been. Yeah, and yeah, you, neither of us are big people on the kids, but yeah, if they do a good job and they kind of portion it yeah. out enough, um, then it's usually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, hey, man. Uh, anything else we got on the docket here? Yes, I want to know uh, if you can guess. I think you'll be able to guess this one too. Um, sixty-three and eighty-two. <laughs> oh, sixty-three is easily the critics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another one critics are going to hate. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but eighty-two, I I could I could understand an eighty-two. I can understand that. I I like yeah. it probably more than other people like it. Um, but I will say like, I would, for your sake, call it off judgment until you see the next couple, because I think, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't want to give it a score right now. And I think I had to, yeah, I think I had to make it through, um, kind of the, the foundational lull, uh, the, the foundational valley into, to getting to the peak. So I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it because I still enjoy it. Um, I think that's probably accurate. Let's move on. We've got two left, uh, both new shows. Uh, so Willow. So you saw the third one just came out. I think this morning. You said you watched it with the with the kid. Um, I did. I've only seen two episodes, and then I keep I keep going back and like, oh, when's the new episode? When's the new episode? I like I knew it wasn't coming out till today, but I kept like <laughs> trying to like refresh. Open. Like, yeah, I look, <laughs> refresh, refresh. It 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 is there. It, it is a younger aspect. 
But the original sure. was, I think the original Willow was PG thirteen, and this feels about the same vein. This feels like this is this feels mm-hmm. like the yeah. logical uh, progression from that. Uh, they've done a good job explaining where Mad Mardigan is. For those of you who don't know, uh, the real Mad Mardigan is Val Kilmer, who got throat cancer and has to speak through a uh, tracheotomy. Uh, if you yeah. saw Top Gun Maverick, which you absolutely should. They they have him in there for a second to kind of pay homage to and him. If, and if you didn't tear up, you're an animal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're Aren't an animal you? that deserves to be shot. Yeah, the street. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got I got like Rudy emotional from that from that moment. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was just like, please, please, but don't you know that? Oh, <laughs> and, it in, it's like, oh. I was the biggest so Val Kilmer fan when I was a kid. Like I was Me like too. 14 years old trying to figure out what the hell was going on with Island of Doctor Moreau, and I'm and like <laughs> I think I, you and Me I were like. One of the ten You're people that's on Ghost in the Darkness. <laughs> You're such a fan you forgave Dr. Moreau. You're yeah. trying to justify it to people. It's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, when he <laughs> no, when he bad. became when he took over as Batman for Michael Keaton, I was like, Yes, this is gonna be incredible. I'm so excited. And I saw the movie, like, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Close your eyes. Just like holding my knees, going rocking back and forth, like no, 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 Nicole yeah. Gibbons doing a great job. We're all happy. We're ha- we're having fun. Yeah, Don't tell we're, mom. We're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're all happy. We're all happy. But I loved oh, Willow. Geez. I loved I, Willow's been one of my favorites forever. Uh, I ended up showing it to Lauren, and we were both kind of tired. Like we both kind of fell asleep like halfway through. It was like a Sunday afternoon movie, and she's like, sure, "This is sure. terrible." <laughs> I was like, it's, "It's bad. It's bad." <laughs> I went back. I was like. This did not age well. The special effects are very not good. Yeah, when I heard that Willow was being made into a series, I was like, the balls on that network. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, what's going to happen before people are willing to watch the series? They're going to go back and watch the movie and go, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I yeah. remember enjoying this, though. <laughs> yeah. And it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, but, but... It was Mad Mardigan, so you forgave it because all the Mad Mardigan scenes that end up all the way through the end, like he's just the most likable. He was like, I think he was our first anti-hero as a kid. Uh, <laughs> Don't you think? Like the likable? Uh, the no, because Han Solo was that guy before this. Yeah, but he was like the lovable rogue. He was no, the lovable was, rogue has been around for naughty. He was naughty. Mad Mardigan was a bad guy that they got to turn good by the end but i mean he was legitimately i disagree a I don't, bad matt guy. mardigan wasn't bad sorsha was a bad person he when was they got in the turn. prison when they found him Things he happened. was hanging in a in a cage Hunt, to Hunt die solo had a bounty on his head yeah that was from stealing from a mobster though like but i guess but he was but in prison saying, he was in prison like from what from like short sorsha and like the evil people i, I don't know i i feel like those are well, very... no 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 he was in prison because he slept with dudes uh um, a dude's wife and and then he uh he oh. ended up still trying to steal things from willow uh like three different times through the movie and they had to force him to join them because he kept trying to like to double cross them, he's, he's the good guy. Lovable rogue. Well, and at the end, he's, he's like, like, "Oh, I can't leave the baby." He's like, "Which way are you going? Going that way?" Oh, I'm going yeah. that way too. No, he's a lovable rogue. There have been many, yeah. and the new lovable rogue, um, Thraxis Borman, which is it feels like they grabbed that name out of a way, uh, 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 
oh my god, uh, I forgot Wu Tang name generator or something like a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> Wu Tang name generator. But it's played by Amar Chada Patel, who's done a really good like everyone's done a really good job in this. Uh, I, he's been great. Erin Kellyman, you've seen her in other things. She's been great. Um, Tony Rivolori, I told you I liked him before we got into this, and I thought he's done a good job. And you were kind of telling me you hated the character at first, but I was like, nah, you can see that he's gonna, no, no. there's gonna be a progression. Yeah, no, I oh oh Tony Revolori's character. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant Borman. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, Revolori. Yeah, I, it was like, I mean, my gut. If you asked me, like, I would have said, yeah, obviously, there's a plan for this character to some degree. But sometimes they like start off so whiny and sniveling that I'm like, is this gonna be like, what's what's the point of this thing? Is he gonna try to like slowly win over? A lesbian, <laughs> yeah. but that was never his intention, though. Like when he's there, no, no, it he did. Like he they did. have the arranged marriage between him and Kit. Uh, is it Kit? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and yeah, Mardigan's daughter is. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> Kit. So he he's got the arranged marriage between those two. They've got nothing in common. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to marry her. She doesn't want to marry him. She gets she gets like sorority drunk at their first at, at the first like dinner that they're supposed <laughs> to be drunk. together. So he's like, "Oh my god, I'm going to marry this trash person." And then he ends up meeting uh who we find out later to be a Laura Dana and he's like, "Oh, he's got much more in common with her." And so no, I I didn't I, I didn't wasn't annoyed by him. I mean, he was kind of like a jerk a little bit at first, but he's also a kid. And yeah, well, I mean, it was—it it wasn't that so much. I'll tell you what it was. The one line that almost like did it for me at first was like where he just when they come across stupid, <laughs> like when they're they're walking through the through the valley or something, and they're talking about going to the end of the, the world where like the no maps go beyond, and uh, they're like, "Well, that's where we'll certainly die." And he goes, "Wait, there's a chance we could die? I'm afraid of dying. I wouldn't have come." Like, like what? Yeah, <laughs> you joined five people to go into the enemy's army to sneak in and steal a guy, <laughs> get him out, and you already saw the monsters. <laughs> you didn't know there was a chance of death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you stupid? <laughs> like, like that. That was the part where I was just like, oh, like don't make him. And then I think also in episode two there was a part where it's like, what is Willow now? Because. At the end of the movie, spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the movie from like 1981, uh, <laughs> he's not like a true wizard, right? Like his whole goal was to always be the wizard, like a like a real wizard, like, yeah. like the the bad girl, the bad woman, bad bad Morda or something. Yeah, bad Morda. Uh, yeah, well, good call. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, and uh, he, of course, wins and defeats her by by using a magic trick that was a sleight of hand. There was no actual magic to it. Yeah. Right? And then, and then she, Sorcha even says in the flashback in episode two, like, you know, you're not a real wizard, though, right? <laughs> like, like you're not a real wizard. Well, but is he not? Because like they said, he went back to like to go and like they they make you believe he's going back to study and and eventually will become a wizard yeah. or has become a wizard over time. But and, and you see, right when he first sees a Lord Danon. Like he walks over and he like does some magic trick and like chant so, makes some chant over her arm and the. So here's the, my theory on that. So you also notice that so in the movie Willow, the uh, they weren't the hobbits. I forget what they were called. I know the slanders turn is Peck, but I can't remember what they were called. But uh, yeah. 
they all they they lived above ground. They had farms and they just they they, had, they lived in the Shire basically. Mm -hmm. But now they yeah. all live underground, and that's because yeah. he like he's more he, he's always been a timid, scared person. And so even though he went back with these magical powers, it, he never put any effort to him. Instead, he hid the, his people away underground. And so I feel like when he said Laura Dannon. She may have had the power at one time, but it's never been nurtured, so she has it. Well, neither has his, because he hid as well. And so I feel like that's kind of like the parallel between the two. I, I, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope that's the thing. Because like I said, when he when he puts his hand over her and, and reveals the, the mark, it's like, okay, well, he has some magic, right? I mean, you just saw that. Like, he, yeah. he used magic. But then they and he used like, the wand like to turn uh, the, good, uh, the good witch, I can't remember her name, from like a bird to a goat to like all those things to eventually herself. So there is magic in him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that part. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So there is some magic. Okay. I'm back. I forgot about that part in the first movie. So that that was you're right. You're right. <laughs> I forgot I forgot there was even a good witch till you said that. Uh yeah, that's right. I do remember all that now. It came flooding back. But uh okay. That that makes a little more sense because I don't want what I don't want is a guy who's not really a wizard going through this whole journey as the wizard. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, that has no magic, yeah. I should say. But, yeah. but I do think that she's she's basically going to take the role now of the good witch in training, right? And he's and he's the guy who's not nearly as skilled as her that's training her to to be that person. So okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, overall, after I saw the I th something about the second episode, just I was worried Willow was going to be too nerfed, and, and yeah, I think that's what it was. I think they were going to nerf him too much, and I was gonna be like, oh, he's he's going to be the guy they're still making fun of and bumming that can never do anything. And I feel like he kind of earned a little respect after the first movie. Yeah, that I'm like, don't make him a total doof. You know what I mean? Well, that's <laughs> you know? but and, I uh, but the I wouldn't want like a super all powerful wizard going with him because this is supposed to be like a rose gallery of misfits that are traveling together. That's the whole point of it. And so, yeah. and I like the reasoning of why he never became the powerful wizard because he never, even though like he had the magic, like he, he, he proved that he had the magic. He never you built himself up. Yeah. He never yeah. practiced. He never yeah. built himself up. And I think part of it is because of what Sorsha said in episode two is like, you're not a real wizard. You never will be. And that kind of broke any confidence he had. And so that's, I think that's when he probably retreated from the world and went underground. Probably that, correct. That's my guessing, and we'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to see more yeah. about that going forward. It seems like they're not going to be afraid of doing some uh, uh, flashbacks. Yeah, but so far, I, I I enjoy it thoroughly. It's two episodes. I don't want to give it a rating just yet because I feel like that's way too early. Um, but I can't stop refreshing the I, to, even though I know it's not out yet. Like refreshing, trying to see when the next episode comes out. So uh, I am enjoying it very thoroughly. Uh, last on the list is it's a BBC show that I believe Amazon is showing it. I don't remember, but it's a it's a mini series. I think there's only six episodes, and it's basically how the SAS, this uh, special air service, basically England's like special ops Navy, Navy SEALs, Seals, Delta, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Like I would say Navy SEALs. How they got uh, how they came to be about, and it started during World War II in uh, in Egypt when the the british are trying to defend down there against the nazis um it's i've only seen two episodes 
but I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, so I'm a third of the way through. Uh, the cast is great. Connor Swindells, I don't know a ton about him. I don't, I'm trying to think of what, he was in Emma, if you've seen that, Sex Education, which I've heard people liked, but I don't really know him for anything, but he's been really good in this. Um, it's also got Alfie Allen, who's, I tell you what, he picks things here and there, but he's always good in them. Like, I've I've liked him a lot, and because you know everyone knows him as uh, from Game of Thrones as Theon Greyjoy, which man, that's that role had uh, was quite the roller coaster of emotions, and he's also in John Wick. But I'm starting to like this guy more and more. He's just kind of picking different roles and very different characters. And then Jack O'Connell, who is kind of the crazy cool. guy, and he's been really good. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, also, Sophia Batella plays a French uh, oh, Algerian wow. spy. Yeah, and of course, she's great. Uh, and then Dominic West is in it as... Oh, yeah. oh I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, dude. The the cast in this is really good. And then the the show creator is Stephen Knight, who uh, oh. did Eastern Promises. Right. And I never saw Locke. He also did Peaky Blinders, C, which was a terrible show that you loved. Um <laughs> and taboo uh allied burnt so yeah this guy's been around no this is enjoyable the first episode just get through the first episode like there's a lot of intro they introduce you to a lot of characters but it's got a very kind of it's got like a, a like a 80s rock uh soundtrack to it which kind of th- it's clearly not the time it throws you off but it's it's good the character's a little bit exaggerated but it says at the beginning of every episode it says this is the this is based on a true story. The incredible parts are the parts that are most are most true, mostly. So like the parts <laughs> that you don't believe, something along those lines. I'm doing a terrible job of paraphrasing, but uh, oh, it's on HBO Max. That's what it is. It's on HBO Max. Um, but I'm enjoying it. It's got a good cast. It's well done. It's six episodes. Uh, oh, also remember the remember the weird kid from uh, AP Bio uh, who was getting bullied by Dan. And then he ends up like all of a sudden he's just gone one season. Oh, the blonde, tall yeah. blonde kid. He's in yeah. this. I guess he left to go do this, but he's in this. It just got introduced to him in the second episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. God, I'm trying to remember the kid, but I remember. Uh, I remember. I can see the seat filled. <laughs> yeah. I can see the kid there. I'm trying to remember his what his bit was though. His story was that. But yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So okay. uh, you'll recognize it when you see him. But I mean, so far, like, I feel like the first two episodes, like, it's just now got set up. Like, they just got the crew together and they just set up base camp. And so now all the shenanigans are going to start. And so it's, okay. I, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I love I, shenanigans. I, I, they're the best shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> and it, yeah, great cast, great everything. So highly recommend so far. I'm only two episodes in. We'll see how it goes. But it's a mini series. It's six episodes. You're done. So I would recommend it. All right. Well, I'm, and I'll give it a shot. This sounds like one of the only good things Discovery has brought to HBO Max. So <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give it. It's the only thing that didn't bring it down a little. And bit. it's an import from BBC, so also take well, that. Well, Discovery, I think, uh, has the streaming rights of BBC. Yeah. Oh. That's okay. why. I, that's why oh, I say they brought it. So I gotcha. Yeah. So basically, what Discovery is bringing to Max is HBO Max is going to be an onslaught of reality television um, because they have the biggest reality television catalog in the world, and by a lot, like they 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 love 
reality television. You know what? And so they're making all that BS for HBO Max, which I loved not having on there. And then, uh, and then, yeah, they have. They also have the what's it called? Like the the non-scripted, uh, but scripted, like American Pickers kind yeah. of. A, <laughs> You know what I mean? The, yeah. Um, you know all those types of things. A home, whatever, with Joanna, Pawn, all that. Yeah, Pawn yeah. Star stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah, all that stuff is coming to HBO Max now, which is just disgusting to me. But uh, yeah, so, uh, but it sounds like at least BBC will be able to bring some things we really like because BBC tends to have at least twice a year. There's a really, really good show out of that, out of BBC. Yeah. No, I yeah, I, they've got actually caught a few, but they just get buried under there. Um, yeah, yeah. I I will say this though about the HBO Max and Discovery thing is those those reality shows cost very little and make a lot of money. So if it subsidizes their ability to keep shows like Doom Patrol and things like that, then I'm for it because I don't have to watch those shows. But for the people that like it, they can watch it and. And and it just it it can help pay for the shows that I like that HBO Max my, HBO Max was doing so well with. So I can here's my here's my fear uh-huh. with all that is that yes I agree with you and that that's probably the immediate thought process and what's going to happen there. What what the end result I fear will be is we're making so much money off this we can make less of those other shows. People will still not quit our network because their wife likes the show, uh, likes HBO Max now because she's watching this. So they're not going to cancel it. So we can still charge another dollar this year, but we'll just make a few less of the HBO shows because those are expensive and less watched than these other shows. And that's my fear. And I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, that's uh, either way, as long as they can keep doing the like the great HBO Max shows that they that they were starting to build up. Um, that I'm good with. That is all we have for this week for what you're watching. Um, stay tuned next week. We might not have a what you're watching. We may. We'll, we'll see what we can get in. But we're going to do our Christmas special, our first Christmas special. We're going to do uh, our top five Christmas movies, along with the one, the top, the five that we hate the most. And we're not going to exchange before we get into it. So it'll it'll be a surprise to both of us. Uh, I will. <laughs> There's one that Lauren makes me watch every year. I told her, you watch it without me. I hate this one so much. So that will definitely be in my bottom five. But we will have that next week. Uh, we'll try to get you coming attractions and news and trailers later this week. Until that time, catchphrase. Woody Retort. <laughs>